Welcome to New Piney Grove Baptist Church, where one of our core values is Christian education. Let's tune in to this week's message. As parents raise a son and a daughter, I am somewhat familiar with the way young people kind of think. And I am thankful this morning that I see so many of you young people here today because even though this is Senior Sunday and this message is really geared for the seniors, it's really about you, younger people. One of the things that I, I remember about my granddaughter is the fact that she would often say to me things like, Granddaddy, we're living in the 20th century. And I had to remind her several times, I know how to tell time. I know what century we're in. But now that she's an adult, she has often confessed that what I told her was right. Not because I have anything in me that's special, but because I am seasoned and time-tested. Now the word season is not referring to the climate, nor is it referring to the process of enhancing the flavor or preserving food. It means to be productive through an aging experience. The idea is gaining wisdom through trials that we have encountered over a long period of time. Now time tested implies evidence of proof, which has been validated by endurance. It is a steadfastness which implies having an effectiveness that's been proven over time. What's my point? Honoring and serving and worship God with enthusiasm is not just limited to young folk. Those young folks who seem to have unlimited strength and energy. Even at old age, devoted believers can be productive in ministry. In fact, there are many faithful older saints who still have a fresh outlook on ministry. They're seasoned. They're time-tested. And they can teach the young from a lifetime of experience of trusting and serving God. This is what the latter part of Psalm 92 teaches us. Psalms are a collection of Old Testament writing which was musically expressed, either vocally or by some instrument, but the main purpose was to honor God. These spiritual songs are songs of worship that praises and give thanksgiving to God. In the Jewish culture, 
These songs were sung during the week. They were sung in the morning and the evening according to the sacrificial ritual that the Jewish people endured. Not so with Psalm 92. Psalm 92 is special in the fact it was only sung on the Sabbath day. Only on the Sabbath day. It's believed that Psalm 92 was used to thank God for a day of rest. I wanted to break it down before I get to the, the main portion of it. Verses 1 through 3 deals with acts of worship. Psalm 92, verses 1 through 3 deals with acts of worship. And it starts off, it is good too. And it's four things. It's good to give thanks. It's good to praise in song. It's good to declare the mercy and the faithfulness of God. It is good to honor God with musical instruments. Verses 4 and 5 give the reason why it's good. It says uh, for us to worship God. And this starts out with God's words. The reason that we worship is because of what God has done. His deeds of act shows is that it's shown in number one, creation. The deeds and acts are shown in deliverance. And the deeds and acts are shown in justice. But then the psalmist in verse 6 kind of changed through verse 11. The psalmist began to compare the faith of the unrighteous who do not worship God with the faith of the righteous who does worship God. And the psalmist used an illustration from nature to make his point. The psalmist compares the unrighteous to grass. I want y'all to think about this a minute. Grass grows quickly. Grass grows in abundance. Grass appears thick and green, but they perish swiftly. Because of the heat and the lack of rain. I know y'all that stay here in Middle Georgia, it don't take but a week before you don't put no water in the grass, it starts to turn brown. But the psalmist said, this is not the case with the righteous. And I want you to join me in Psalm 9 to 10, and we'll be quickly swift to end this thing up. Verse 10. But you have exalted my horn. Like that of a wild ox, you have poured over me fresh oil. While the unrighteous perish because of the warm or the hot and dry condition, the righteous are strengthened by the Lord. They are as strong as the knocks. The, the, the idea behind the horn symbolizes power, triumph, and vindication. But the, the phrase fresh oil is interesting. It symbolized restoration of vitality. You see, oil breaks down when it gets old. Now, I'm really not talking about motor oil, but there is a similarity to motor oil. I'm talking about oil, oil that comes from the olive tree. Oil from the olive was used for two main things. Fuel and food. Uh, some of you old people, let me just give you a word that you can remember, lard. 
you can explain that to the old younger folk because they don't know what you're talking about. But Lord, you can use for cooking. You can use it for your hair. Use it for your skin. It was invaluable and everybody had their tin of Lord. Now we have all this oil. But stale oil give less heat. Stale oil burns dimmer. Stale oil will make food taste less appealing. Now this brings us now to our focus verse in Psalm 92, 12 through 14. The righteous like the palm tree. And grows like the cedar in Lebanon. The psalmist compared the righteous saint to two trees. Both of these trees, the palm and the cedar tree, symbolize permanency and strength. Let's look at the palm tree. The palm tree is known for long life. They produce the fruit that we call dates, which is one of the sweetest fruit known to man. But dates also have many vital nutrients. The leaves and branches of the palm tree are also very useful. The leaves are used for shade. They're used for carpet. They're used for roof. The branches are, can be used for build home. But here's the interesting thing about it. The older the palm tree gets, the more productive it becomes. Now, cedar trees are known for their stability and size. The cedar of Lebanon could grow 120 feet tall and 30 feet Around, If you've ever been to California and you get a chance to see those big, large, red cedar trees, it's an amazing sight. So they're solid and they're immobile. But here's something else that I remember about the property of cedar. Cedars are naturally resistant to rot, fungus, weather, and insect. Hmm. Now, if we as senior saints are going to be like the cedar tree, a lot of this stuff that's being said about us shouldn't bother us. We should be resistant to all the rocks come in, to all the fungus that we see, to all the weather and all these little things that creep become people bring to us. We can call them insects. Even today, cedar trees survive in areas where other wood products don't last. How many of you remember what we call Deacon Miller talking about, oh, a cedar chest? I see I got a lot of young folks in here. Cedar chest had a pleasant odor, but the moth would not come near it. Cedar chest has a pleasant odor, but the moth would not come near it. So it seems to mean that we got to learn to have a pleasant disposition and a lot of this other stuff won't come. Y'all get the point, don't you? Both the palm tree and the cedar tree are seasoned and time-tested. This is the way we as seniors should be. Verse 13 says, They are planted in the house of the Lord. They flourish in the courts of our Lord. The psalmist portrays the righteous not only as upright, strong, and 
unmoved by the winds of circumstances that the righteous that surrounds them, but also provide what is necessary to prolong life. They are planted and nourished by God who knows no limits to their fruitfulness. Therefore, verse 14, our focus verse, they still bear fruit in old age. They are full of sap and green. Like the palm and the cedar trees, the aging process should not dilute our spiritual power. We should all recognize that if we are in right standing with God, we will be productive. As the aged palm tree bears the heaviest cluster when it gets older, so we as senior saints should be bearing more fruit than we did when we were young. What are some of the fruits that we as senior saints should bear? I got five I want to bring to you. Number one, a disciplined life. A disciplined life. This comes with maturity. Number two, a prayerful example. I still remember I'm impressed by my grandmother's prayers many years ago. We should also be a guiding light. Been there. Done that. We should also be a source of refuge. When some young person comes to us who needs us, we should not repel them, but we should embrace them. Align them to be able to tell us something they may not tell other folks. And lastly, we ought to be a legacy of faith. That should be our fruit. But seniors, I have something that I want to remind you of. Two things. Remember, we were once young too. We need to be less condemning and remember how it was before God delivered us from what we condemning some young person of. Number two, we must remember that growth is a process. It takes time. Those trees out in California took over 100 years of growth. And I understand the roots are just as deep as their height. I want you to listen to the words of Jesus when we talk about growth that's found in Mark chapter 4, verse 28. And I want you to think of some young person in your life. Jesus said, for the earth brings forth fruit of herself. First, the blade, then the ear. And after that, the full cone in the ear. I think sometimes we get so impatient, especially with our own, we expect them to be full corn, and they still just a blade. We just got to keep watering with prayer. So, young people, 
Before you begin to criticize us and tell us what we don't know, remember, we are seasoned and time-tested. You, young folks, you may be a blade. You may even have developed to be an ear. Perhaps some of y'all have the audacity to think you're a full-grown corn stalk at 30 years old. But remember this, whatever you think you are in this growth process, you have got to be planted first in the right soil. And how do you become planted? By accepting Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior and allowing him to grow you. You're staying with me now. Thanks for listening. We pray that you have been blessed by the message. Visit us on the web at npgbc.org for contact information, service times, or directions to our place of worship.